But I was noticing this trend as uh, I advanced through my career that a lot of these guys were having sons, perfectly capable sons, but living at home with them well into their 30s and sometimes even into their 40s. And I was thinking, you know, I just don't see how they're doing their sons any favors by doing this. So it was a goal of us to equip our sons to be able to make it on their own at, you know, at a young age and take on that responsibility on their own. Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy, and thanks for listening as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. Joining me today is Dave Arms. He and his son Stephen are the author of are the author of Milestone to Manhood, a Christian rite of passage to help your 13-year-old son make the leap from boyhood to manhood. Make the leap from boyhood to manhood. Today, more than ever, young men need their male role models to step up and help them understand what it means to be a man and bestow that mantle upon them. If a boy is never told what it means to be a man or that it's time to be one, he'll subconsciously extend his adolescent years far into his teens and 20s or beyond. This book is about a once in a lifetime weekend that a man can organize for a boy on his 13th birthday. It's designed to mark his entrance into manhood in a meaningful way. In addition to bestowing the title of a man on him, the purpose of the weekend is also to impart life-changing intergenerational wisdom to him. This special coming-of-age ceremony is called a rite of passage, and if one is not performed for him, the television, his friends, or the internet will instead inform him of what it means to be a man. Offering the perspective of both a father and son, the book also offers helpful suggestions about potential locations, activities, and how to effectively convey all that is important intergenerational knowledge, wisdom, and encouragement in a meaningful, memorable, and relational way. David Arms, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's nice to be here. You were just telling me you were just ordained. Yeah, on May 28th, uh, I was ordained at uh, the Cathedral of St. Mary's for the Archdiocese of San Francisco. So I'm assigned to a local parish in a little town called Foster City, St. Luke's. So it's kind of a new phase in life for both myself and my wife as being the wife of a deacon. Awesome. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And the reason you're on the show today is you and your son have written a book, uh, and his name is Stephen Arms, and the book is called Milestone to Manhood. I was really interested in this because I feel like we kind of live in a generation where boys aren't getting a dad influence so much. Do so you talk about the rite of passage? Yeah, you know, a rite of passage is something that's a little bit foreign, I would say, to Western culture now. But we think that it's an important aspect of formation of a child. So the idea is that right around the age of 13, and we did a little study on this, found that 13 is kind of the perfect age to do this. We would uh, take our sons. There would be just a man's weekend. So it would be myself, my father-in-law, and some of my brothers-in-law. And we would take our sons out for a weekend when they turned 13 and just kind of uh, impart knowledge to them, try to help them through that difficult transition from boyhood to manhood. And the idea was, is that they would, we would take them out of their element, offer them some challenges over the weekend, and then bring them back home as a man. They left as a boy and came back as a man. And that seems kind of unbelievable. You know, how do you do that with a 13 year old over a weekend? Instilling that in our sons, we found was just really beneficial throughout the rest of their life to actually have another man or group of men 
and for that matter, their own father, to tell them, I now consider you a man, I think helped them navigate through some difficult times that they could have had as teenagers, wondering when does manhood kick in and what do I do? Trying to help them avoid behaviors, trying to prove themselves as men, not knowing what a man really is. Are there examples of this rite of passage in other cultures? Probably the most famous one would be the bar mitzvah. So, and that takes quite a bit of time and preparation. And then again, there's an element there of a challenge where the young man has to recite out of the Torah. And it's a big uh, event that he does with his whole family and friends present. And so, yeah, that's kind of a famous tradition where a transition is acknowledged as the entrance into manhood. There are other ones throughout the world. There's an Australian Aboriginal walkabout where they actually send the young man out for a journey. It could be months at a time, three to six months, send him out as a boy and he comes back into the tribe as a man. So, you know, neither one of those were particularly perfectly suited for our family. So we we wanted to customize one that was more of a Christian model that that fit the way we were raising our sons. So it comprised of us taking him away to a place he hadn't been, still, you know, within say three or four hours of where we lived, up to a cabin or something where he had never been. We did certain rituals with him, and we can get into that a little bit later if you want. They offered them uh, some challenges for him to work through through the weekend and then brought him back, reintroduced him into the family as, as a young man. So what are the three parts of the rite of passage? So the first part then is to take him away, to remove him from his element. So he's, I guess you want a little bit of discomfort almost. I mean, there's a big element of surprise here because when we take him away, um, I had told him ahead of time that, hey, let's go away for your 13th birthday, kind of not really letting him in on the fact that there would be multiple men there. He thought it was just going to be me and him camping or something. And So we would leave for the weekend and on the way up to our destination, we'd stop for breakfast and at the breakfast restaurant, lo and behold, his his uncles and his grandfather and any cousins or brothers that had already been through a rite of passage would be there at the restaurant to surprise him. That'd be the first surprise of the weekend. Tell him, hey, this is what we're doing for you this weekend. They've all come from various parts of the state to, to be with you. They've taking time away from their families because you're so important to them that they want to do this for you. At that point, even though they were small challenges, we would give them little challenges. Like the first one was, okay, we need to go up to this cabin. You're going to decide, you're going to be sitting shotgun now. You're not sitting in the back of the car like the kids do. You're sitting shotgun. You're picking who's going to drive. And once we get up to the cabin, you'll be picking like who's responsible for different duties. Like tonight we're going to be making dinner who's going to cook, who's going to clean, who's going to, that, that kind of thing. The taking away and the surprise is really is really one element. Then the second element, again, is that there, there's a challenge or challenges involved. He goes through and successfully completes and builds his self-esteem and his confidence. And then after the weekend's over, it's the reintroduction back into the family. Typically, we would have a birthday party for him when he arrived at home on the Sunday and his friends and cousins and all would be there. So the trick was to pull this off, have him come back and any cousins or brothers that were not yet 13, still keep it a secret to them. And we were successful in doing this. We have four sons and two nephews. They've all been through this. And now that our family's been through this and we just saw it as beneficial to them, we thought, you know, we have this structure already 
outline on how to do this. Let's write a book and see if we can help some other families help their sons. This was roughly 20 years ago when we were going through this. And we did it for, I guess you would say selfish reasons. We just wanted to help our sons ease them into the teenage years. We found that it actually helped them beyond that. We're still getting positive feedback from them. But like when they were in college and, you know, questioning their faith or whatever, they felt comfortable coming back to us and asking us, you know, questions, hard questions. How we know why do we believe what we believe? And that was uh, the, the, the end of it, basically. The third element is reintegration back into the family. We hear a lot these days about toxic masculinity, and you talk about virtuous masculinity. Can you talk about that? Well, you know, one of the talks that we have for us, the first talk that we have with, with the young man when we get to the cabin is what we what it means to be a man, what it means to be a man for each of us individually. And, you know, being a man is more than just having big muscles and tattoos and things like that. I mean, that's kind of a this machismo thing, but it's also important that men are able to communicate, that they're able to, you know, express their feelings. And you know, we're, we're finding this again, you know, with Stephen, he's married now, he has two kids and they just have a, a beautiful marriage and they are they're good communicators. So and that's part of manliness is being able to navigate and, you know, make it through conflict without blowing up. I mean, you know, how to treat women is another aspect of, you know, how to respectfully treat women, what a man does and what a man doesn't do, you know? So when we talk about virtuous manhood, we talk about, we are providers and protectors of our, of our spouses and sisters. And it's more than just being macho or whatever, being manly. It's its being able to work through things. Well, and I think about, as my son is just a new dad, thinking about what does it mean even to be a dad, a man and a man's role in their son's life. And again, we're coming from a society where there is a lot of absent dads. A big part of it is we have a lot of grown men. <laughs> I think they're really boys trapped in men's body, basically, men's bodies. And, and that's a real problem for our society. Um, one of the things that we stress with our boys is a boy does things for himself and a man does things for others. So one of the things that we cover is pornography and why that's not appropriate and why that's not good for women. So we try to get them to move beyond that, seeing how that is just not a virtuous thing to do. And you can avoid a lot of problems in the future if you can avoid getting involved in that in the first place, taking responsibility, that kind of thing. What are the core principles for the rite of passage? We take them away and we give them different exercises to do. We'll give them this talk about what we think it means to be a man. We also, there's a point where the dad will give the son some kind of a gift that has some value, preferably not just monetarily, but sentimental also. So typically, you know, for me, it was, uh, I passed down something that my father had given me to my sons and signaling to them that you're now capable and I trust that you can take care of this and possibly pass it down to one of your sons one day. Another element of the weekend is something that we call a ribbon ceremony. We gather sticks before we go into the cabin and we tie ribbons on the stick and each ribbon has kind of a virtue and a vice, three of each, all right? So we'll say, so for example, I'm a hard worker, I'm loving and I'm patient. And then three things that aren't so good. I can be short temper, whatever. We'll 
present these to our sons and say, okay, this is how I see this aspect of my life manifesting in my life. And would you like any of these aspects to be part of the man you're going to grow into? Ideally, he picks up the virtuous aspects, puts them on his blank stick, and then we take those leftover vices and we burn them. So that was one of the elements of the weekend. Also, we always started a fire first thing off. The cabin would have either a wood burning stove or a fireplace. We'd start a fire. It was the son's responsibility to start the fire and keep the fire going the whole weekend long. And the fire represented the presence of the Holy Spirit being there with us. So towards the end, when we did this ribbon ceremony and we burnt our vices in the fire, it was kind of signaling to him that men admit that they have faults and we're going to vow to you and to our brothers here that we're going to try to work through these. They choose not to take those. It seems like for a young boy to have a lot of different men to look up to. At any given time with a 13-year-old, your relationship can be at a lull or a peak or whatever. And, you know, it might be a difficult time to just go away one-on-one with your son. He might not be open to that. And, but, you know, to have all these different men that he knows cares about him, but maybe doesn't, don't have the same baggage that he would have with his father, they can get to him in a way that his father can't. And that's one thing that we always left, you know, clear is that, you know, any one of us, if you ever want to come to any one of us with any kind of problem, any kind of advice, we always have time for you. We're always on your side. We're looking out for your best interest. The door is open. So he's got this network of of men that he can rely on when he when he has trials and tribulations. That are trustworthy, because I think there are times when people do want to seek help, but they don't really know like who's safe. What is the difference between adulthood and manhood? You know, adulthood, you know, obviously there are things that they can't do when they come back as a 13-year-old, but it's, it's really the difference between adulthood and a manhood is that manhood, he takes on responsibilities. Uh, immediately when not only on the weekend, but when coming back from the weekend. So he'll have new responsibilities at home that, that he'll, he's going to take care of. Well, I saw this problem. I worked in the industry that I worked in. I, I worked for a uh, for an airline in the maintenance division. And most of the guys that I worked with were a bit older than I were, typically like a Vietnam vet era kind of guy. And these guys, you know, they were good men, good hard workers. They had served their country and they were doing the right thing. They were, you know, providing for their families. But I was noticing this trend as uh, I advanced through my career that a lot of these guys were having sons, perfectly capable sons, but living at home with them well into their 30s and sometimes even into their 40s. And I was thinking, you know, I just don't see how they're doing their sons any favors by doing this. So it was a goal of us to equip our sons to be able to make it on their own at, you know, at a young age and take on that responsibility on their own. We're talking with David Arms, and he is the author, along with his son, Stephen, to the book Milestone to Manhood, a Christian rite of passage to help your 13-year-old son make the leap from boyhood to manhood. And who would you say is the ideal person to get your book? Well, there's really two, two ideal people. One, obviously, any dad who has a son. Uh, and the closer they're getting to the 13th birthday, the, the more appropriate this would be. But um, really a, a great target audience for this is grandfathers. When I've done any kind of a talk about this publicly, 
typically the most interest is guys come up to me that are grandfathers. And, you know, there's a number of reasons for this. Number one, they see the value in it. Um, number two, they're typically at a point in life where they can organize and structure something like this because it, it's not something that just happens. You have to really put this together. It takes some work to do this. In fact, it can be intimidating, but it's really worth it. I mean, again, you know, being a man is all about being for, for others. And this is something that, that a guy can do for his son, get outside of himself, do for his son, um, you know, to help him for the rest of his life. And grandfathers, uh, like I said, they see this, plus they have the, the resources and the time to organize it. So one thing you'll find in the book and also even on our website, which is milestonetomanhood.com, there's lots of resources on the website, including how to structure this. And once you decide who you want to invite on this, um, email templates where you just put their name in there and say, okay, send this email out six months before your rite of passage and explains everything to the participants on what their roles and expectations are going to be. And then send this one out three months before, this one a month before, this one a week before. So it's really, we, we've built a structure that, that works and it's kind of been refined over the years because when we did our first rite of passage for my eldest, we started a tradition that we would, whoever the adults that were there at, at the weekend that could, would get together with our son for lunch, say a week after the rite of passage and just say, okay, tell us how this was for you. You know, what did you like about it? Were there any times that you were uncomfortable? What can we do to make it better? And we kind of refined this system. So it, it's pretty smooth by now. And of course, you know, it's not going to be perfect for everybody, but um, you, you pick and choose what works for your family and, and run with it. But we have worked a lot of the kinks out over the years. We're talking about the rite of passage, uh, becoming a man for a 13-year-old boy. And talk a little bit about how does it build confidence in a teenager to do a weekend like this? Some of it's tangible, some of it's non-tangible. We could just tell, in fact, when we would come back from the weekends, oftentimes the, the, the boy's mom, grandmother, aunts and stuff would just say, you know, I noticed he's just like a little bit more mature. Um, he acted differently than his friends did at the, at the birthday party. And just having these little successes that he is able to accomplish over the weekend and having that positive information from men that he already tends to look up to is really, it's actually gold. It really, really helps him. I think about single moms, who would they call on to help them do something like this? Maybe, you know, a brother or if they're in a church community and there's some virtuous men in that community that would be interested in helping out, that would be awesome. It's, you know, there are families obviously where not everybody in the family might be an appropriate guy to invite on this weekend. So you really do have to be selective on who you invite. So, so, but it is something we, we've, We've done it. Uh, one of my nephews has a single mom and we did it with him and it was positive for them also. Um, but to get back to your question, you know, one, one other thing that we do, one other aspect of the weekend, you know, prior to going away on the weekend, anybody who's involved in the boy's life, uh, male or female within the family or not, we would write a letter to, writing a letter just talking about, you know, how much he means to us, um, you know, how we have an open door for them if they ever want to come talk to us and why we love him, this, this kind of thing. So he would get this stack of letters from not only his parents, but 
aunts, uncles, any cousins that had been through this. And then even, you know, a couple of our sons were in football. We had their football coaches write letters, scouts, whatever. So by the, by the end of the weekend, they've got this stack of letters that not only is um, a big ego booster right there, but finding that even throughout life and hard times in life, I mean, they might pull a letter out and look at it when they're going through a struggle. Um, since our rite of passage weekend, you know, a couple of the of the uh, generation above us have passed now. So they have these love letters from their grandparents who are gone now that they can refer to. And it, it's just a beautiful ongoing gift. It seems to me like when we did this 20 years ago with our kids, like I said, it was kind of, we were doing this, like, this is our family thing. And, you know, now the world's quite a bit different. There's a lot of confusion about what, it, I mean, back then it's like, okay, being a man means being mature and being for other people. But today it's like, people are confused about, am I a man? Am I a woman? What am I? So it's even more important now, I think, for a father to affirm to his son, and you almost owe it to your son to tell him, you know what, son, you're a man and I'm proud of you. And I'm proud of the way you're coming of age and you're going to be an excellent dad. I read a lot of motivational books and it's like, you know, we don't really say what we want to be. We say who we are. And I feel like as a family you're saying, this is who we are. This is who we are as a family. This is who we are as men. And so you're kind of creating a path in a way mm -hmm. for him to follow that maybe he didn't uh, know that was even an option before. Right. Yeah. No, I've never thought of it that way, but that's true. Girls get a rite of passage. They all know when they're a woman now, yeah. but there's not necessarily ceremony. And so I love it that it, you've taken something that's confusing and you're saying, let's Let's kind of give some definition to what it means to not only be an adult, but to be a man. How many times do we hear people say, you know, just be a man? Well, right. What does that mean? Exactly. It was good for us. I think we need it as a society. Like I said, kind of starting in the beginning, in the West, we don't really have rites of passage. We don't really talk about this kind of thing. We don't, you know, we don't tell our boys that they're men. You know, I was talking to one of the priests actually at our parish is, uh, here from Nigeria. And I said, you know, do they have rites of passage there? And he said, well, you know, they used to, but everything's becoming so westernized that they're even jettisoning that kind of thing. It's like, let's get this thing back going. Let's, let's lead by, you know, let's, let's lead with something virtuous instead of something toxic. You talk about challenges. One is keeping the fire going. One is assigning roles. What other kind of challenges are there through the weekend? Yeah, just kind of like, a, like I said, like assignment of duties. We've talked with other guys that have done this with kids since we wrote the book and or just talked about how they've had similar things. And they've had like minor physical challenges where they might have something like a like an arrow or something that they like you. Your job is to get that arrow, but you have to get through us to do it. So typically a lot of kids will think, well, this is a physical challenge. I need to try to overpower these men to get to it. But sometimes they'll think, well, maybe if I just ask for it in the right way, I can get it. And that's part of being a man too, right? I mean, it's, it, you don't necessarily just take what you want. You negotiate for what you want. So that can be some kind of an aspect added to it. So again, it's Milestone to Manhood. And what is the name of your webpage? It's milestonetomanhood.com. And where can we get your book? 
So the book is easiest thing is just go to Amazon, type in the title and it's right there. And I think it would make a great gift for a grandpa or a dad, or even I'm thinking my son is a new dad. I'm thinking this might be a great book because if he has it to think about it until he's 13, he might along the way be collecting and paying more attention. So and come up with his own ideas too. So we're also available on the website. You know, if people have questions, there's an email link and we'll, and we'll answer any questions they have. Awesome. Again, we're speaking with David Arms. He is the author of Milestone to Manhood, a Christian rite of passage to help your 13-year-old son make the leap from boyhood to manhood. Remind me again why we chose 13. 13 is just, well, because, you know, younger than 13, probably maybe they're not going to get most of the concepts. I mean, some of the stuff already goes over their head, but we kind of repeat it over and over again as they go to other rites of passage for their younger brothers and younger nephews or not, you know, younger cousins. So 13 is just kind of where they can start to grasp these concepts that we're teaching them. But once you get to like mm, 15, 16, definitely by the time they're 18, not only are they not going to be open to listening to unsolicited advice, but they may have made some pretty life altering mistakes by then. So we really want to catch them in this fertile time when we think 13 is about the right time. And coincidentally, as we were researching other rites of passage throughout the world, that's the age where we made it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lori. It's a pleasure meeting you. Thanks for your time. I'm Lori Hardy, and thanks for listening in today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community. 